0: Welcome to the Total Health Evolution Podcast, where we discuss exercise, nutrition, and lifestyle tips to help you live a healthier, happier life. And now, your host, Derek White. What is up? Welcome back to the Total Health Evolution Podcast. We are now on episode number 17. Today I want to talk to you about choosing a personal trainer. There are so many trainers out there and it can become a bit challenging to decide on which trainer to hire. One of my clients mentioned that he has had several personal trainers over the past few years, but he's never kept one as long as he's kept me. How he notices the difference in the methods and how experience is obvious compared to most of the time he was referring to the newer trainers, but the trainers that he's had. Now, while I do hold that statement as a trophy, it made me think about how many people are out there searching for a personal trainer and how difficult the selection process could be for someone who has goals they really want to reach. And on top of that, how much relief it has to be for someone to actually find a trainer they connect with. I'll tell you how to simplify this process and some of the things you should be aware of after this week's Fit Tip. Well, it's more of a wellness find. Whenever people sign up with me, I have them fill out this pretty lengthy questionnaire where I'm asking about their eating habits and their stressors so I can get a better understanding of them and help them get to the root of the problem. And one of the things that I've noticed is that so many people tend to eat out of boredom. This is something I never quite understood. It's like, how do you get bored and start eating? How does that even work? (laughs) And the reason why I was ignorant to this is because... I've never dealt with it, or so I thought, but I found a research article by scientists from Keck School of Medicine covering stress-induced eating, or more commonly known as emotional eating, which includes eating out of boredom. And I had to read through this to get a better understanding of things like who deals with this more and what are some of the triggers and how do you fix it or combat it. And of course, the media and society play a huge role in it because they will have you think that emotional eating and emotionally triggered eating disorders exist only with women. But the truth is exists just as equally with men it's just not noticed because we as men are what research is defined as get this confused about why we are eating more during stressful periods out of boredom. we had to be confused right <laughs> gotta love science but is just as common in men but the triggers are different and more obvious in women because unfortunately the media puts a ton of psychological stress on women about what they should look like and what's defined as beautiful and how they should carry themselves among other things now let's talk about eating out of boredom in another article researchers from the department of psychology at north dakota state university associated eating out of boredom with anxiety see when people feel like they should be doing something but they don't have anything to do they tend to snack Comparable to a smoker's oral fixation after they quit, they just need to kind of chew on something, (laughs) give their mouth something to do. And I'll tell you how to fix stress-induced eating here in a second, but I want you to think about something. You have to use a little logic here. If and only if you are eating out of stress because of, say, your weight or you're unhappy with your body composition, the emotional eating will only make it worse. See, the amount of calories you're consuming can easily put you in a caloric surplus, which leads to weight gain, which helps the problem linger around longer, and it just becomes a cycle. See how that works? Now, how can you fix emotional eating and eating out of boredom? therapists have suggested things like, what do you know, changing your lifestyle, (laughs) eating right and exercising as one way to combat emotional eating and eating out of boredom. Get out there, get fit, start eating right and taking better care of yourself. Other things include finding something more productive and less stressful things to do, like picking up a hobby or learning something new or something else that brings more positivity and activity to that current time. If you find yourself dealing with stress-induced eating, you need to fight it. You have to fight it. It's not helping and could possibly hurt you more in the long run. Let's get to today's content. Have you hit a fitness plateau? Let us help. Total Health Evolution provides online fitness plans customized to fit your needs regardless of where you are. It's time to feel confident in your appearance and take the guesswork out of the fitness journey. Visit TotalHealthEvolution.com to get started on your customized plan today. Having a personal trainer could be highly beneficial when it comes to pursuing a fitness goal for obvious reasons. They provide well-structured exercise programs based on science and their years of experience which helps you avoid winging it when you get to the gym. And of course, that helps you eliminate the guesswork and time wasted with your workouts and exercise choices. But because there are so many of us out there, it gets to the point where you are questioning the decision to take a chance and hire a trainer who may not be a good fit for you whether or not the investment is worth it. So let's take this from the cradles to the grave. First thing you need to do is look inside. What do you want to accomplish and what are you hoping to gain from having a trainer? What do you want them to fix? But this is important because you need to know for yourself what goals you want to reach. And secondly, you need to be able to relay this information to your trainer if you decide to meet with one because they can't fix what they don't know. All right. Also, you have to be willing to follow the guidance you're about to pay for. Hiring a trainer, but following your own advice is like calling a taxi, paying them, then driving yourself in your own car, to your destination. In the words of a wise man by the name of David Forrest, it makes as much sense as wiping before you poop. I love you for that, Dave. I know you're listening, <laughs> but you've decided to pay for the guidance. So follow it. The next thing is the actual hunt. All right. You want to either do a search for a personal trainer in your area or reach out to the trainers at your gym. Once you make contact, fill them out. Everybody has their own way of doing things, but you should always sit down with them and ask questions about their methodology and if they are certified, how long they've been certified. If you're planning to use a trainer at your gym, the gym will normally put the bios of each trainer on the wall. So just take a walk over to the wall, look over their bios and decide which trainer you'd feel more comfortable working with. Even still, you want to basically interview them. What type of clients do they normally work with and what are their areas of expertise? Some trainers are better with helping people reach one goal better than they are with others. Another thing, do they have experience with nutrition? If not, can they recommend a nutritionist or a dietitian who can assist with the nutrition side of the house? I suggest this because you need to feel comfortable with the person who you are entrusting with your health, your money, your time, and your fitness goals. All those things are really important. Know what you're getting and determine if their knowledge, experience, and resources are something you can work with. Let's say your goal is weight loss and you meet with a trainer that you really like specializes in, let's say, Olympic lifts. They're a little shaky when it comes to nutrition. Are you okay with that? It's okay if you are, but you need to know what that trainer's areas of expertise are and where they aren't able to serve you. It's good to know these things up front, determine if you still want to move forward with them, just like a human resources manager would do at a job interview. You should fill them out, and determine which strengths are something that will benefit you and which weaknesses you can kind of overlook. Overall, these are things you learn and you make a decision on while you're filling out your potential trainer. Let's talk about the experience out of the house. Now, I personally think a lot lot of the newbie trainers don't get the credibility they deserve. I'll be straight with you. I tend to joke on my freshly certified peers, but it's all out of good humor, right? Like, ah, your ink on your certificate hasn't even dried yet, but that's just me being me and nobody has gotten offended by my little jabs. But there are some freshly certified trainers out there who have a wealth of knowledge, but they just recently decided to put the paperwork behind them to make it official. So don't overlook that trainer who has only been certified for a (laughs) Two weeks. I'm exaggerating, but don't overlook that trainer who's only been certified for a few weeks or a few months. He or she may have six plus years back in them, as well as formal education in certain areas. And on the other side of it, some new trainers invest a lot of time studying for their certifications and come with the knowledge of some older trainers. They are good, they're really good. But you find these things out by asking questions in the interview I spoke about before. Let's talk about the investment. That is one deterrent for most people who want to hire a trainer. I use the word investment more than I use the word fee or payment because it's really an investment. You are investing in your health so you can understand what you need to do to take better care of yourself. And you're investing in your self-esteem and reducing your own insecurities by changing your body into something you can be proud of and see that there are rewards for hard work and discipline. You're investing in knowing how to exercise and eat properly instead of winging it. And at times, this investment may be more than you want to pay. And that will come down to the services provided, the experience of the trainer, and a few other things depending on that particular trainer. You need to think about certain things like, What is my health worth to me? And how serious am I about reaching my goal of losing weight and feeling better about myself and looking better or whatever it is? But the investment has to be something you are comfortable making. The internal desire to improve has to justify the investment. Now I know there are times and reasons when you want to get back on track, but the bank account may not be where you want it to be. You want to hire a quality trainer, but a quality experienced trainer may come with a little sticker shock. All right. Now, if this is the case, seek inexpensive ways to get an experienced trainer to assist. You join boot camps or choose niche fitness areas like um, less meals classes, yoga, cycling. Another inexpensive way to get quality professional assistance is online personal training. Many times you can hire an online personal trainer or coach who has experienced up to 70% less than their face to face fees. Let's talk about online personal training for a bit. Because online personal training has gained a tremendous amount of traction over the past few years, I also want to tell you about how to choose an online personal trainer as well. See, meeting a trainer face to face is a whole lot different compared to online introductions. Instead of randomly choosing an online trainer strictly based on pictures and posts their social media page, send them an email or whichever means of communication they've made available for contact. And this helps you gain an understanding of their responsiveness because the last thing you want to do is depend on somebody you can't reach. Makes sense? And once they respond, be sure to ask questions just the same as you would with one-on-one meetings or face-to-face meetings with trainers. You need to get an understanding of their methods and if they can provide what you're looking for because every trainer has their own way of doing things and you may not connect well with one trainer, methods. It's okay to shop around and see which one fits your needs the best. Let's go back to the importance of them being responsive. There will be times when you'll have questions. You will definitely have questions. And as such, you should be able to reach your trainer and be coached. You're paying them to coach you, so let them earn their money. Plus, most online trainers, as well as face-to-face trainers, enjoy being able to lead their clients and put them in a position to know more than what they came to them with. I think on average, I get at least 100 text messages per day from my people. That's what I call my clients, my people. They're always asking questions about exercise substitutions and videos they found and studies they've come across and food and hosts host of other things. And I'd be doing them a tremendous disservice if I didn't coach them in the time of need. They are online, so we don't have the advantage of going over questions face-to-face during specified meeting times like I do with my one-on-one clients. Therefore, some form of communication is needed to make up for what they don't get in person. And for me, text message works best. For another trainer, email, Skype, kick, or Facebook messenger may be their preferred method of contact. Now, if you hire an online trainer or a coach, the communication has to be strong because you're missing the benefit of seeing them and asking your questions and voicing your concerns in person. So make sure they have a means of effectively communicating with you in the event you have those questions, concerns, or if life just happens and you need to put things on pause for a second, it should be just as nitpicky with your online trainers as you are with say you had an in-home trainer right? they're coming into your house you'll be extremely nitpicky with them so you need to be just as nitpicky with your online trainers as you would be with someone who comes into your house to train you. you're you still following guidance that affects your health and determines whether or not you reach your goals and ultimately your safety is at risk so you need to make sure that you're understanding who you're doing business with and what they're there to provide and if they'll be there for you i've told you about some things to look for when you're shopping around for a trainer but let's talk about you for a second regardless of whether you go with a face-to-face trainer or an online trainer, you have to be willing to do your part. You have to be committed and make the necessary sacrifices to reach your goals. You see, even though they may be heavily invested in your success, both emotionally and physically, you have to keep in mind that these are still your goals, all right? And if you are mentally prepared to let them lead you, then you will reap the rewards that you've earned. But you have to give them the same effort that you want from them. That's how trainers work. Trainers are very responsive to drive and determination. That's why we do what we do. We do it to see that spark turn into a fire and Watch self-doubt turn to self-confidence. It sounds a little cheesy, but that's really why we do what we do. So if you give 100%, you could expect about 120 in return, but everybody has to put in. The same applies with the online training. It just requires a lot of discipline and communication compared to face-to-face training, but it works out just the same if the commitment and communication are there. If you feel like you're mentally prepared to accept the guidance of a professional, let them point you in the right direction. I want you to start reaching out to trainers and start interviewing them. Ask them questions, get to know them and their methods. Then think about if what they are providing along with their experience and specialization or with their investment, then you can determine if making the move to work with them is worth it. If you vet them properly and the connections may, you have an awesome experience with your trainer. I promise you, you have a great experience, but be sure to accept the expectations on your end as well. I want to thank you again for spending a little time with me today. I hope information I share with you helps if you've been thinking about hiring a personal trainer and what you and he or she should bring to the table. On Next week, we're digging into some lifestyle training. We're going to discuss how to stop procrastinating. So be sure to subscribe so you'll know when that one posts. I'd also greatly appreciate it if you share this on your social media networks. Just hit that little share button and let your friends listen to it as well. But I do appreciate you spending a little time with me. And until next week, take care.